0: All right, guys, what's up? This is episode 74 of KT Confidential. Welcome, Ariel Cormendy. Hi. To this uh, Zoom meeting. Zoom meeting number three, right? Is this number three? Technically, this is a Zoom podcast, my friend. Zoom podcast number three. KT Confidential podcast number 74. Uh, I'm starting to get used to this. This is a new way of life. It doesn't seem like... Um, something new anymore just seems like the norm.
1: Well, I think uh, the ability of knowing how to and the ability of doing these kind of things are gonna become a lot more relevant, a lot more prevalent um, now that I think the whole world is facing the same thing that we're facing by doing this. And there's a lot of people conferencing and having meetings, team meetings, client meetings, And podcasts uh, through these type of platforms, so I think it's good. I think it's good for the world to know how to do this and uh, to be um, to be able to be virtual. I think uh, I think there's a big learning lesson behind it all. Yeah, I agree. And I love I love seeing you, even though you're next door. And yeah, um, I don't know where are you? You're in your basement right now, so we're probably like thirty feet away. I would say, well, I'm in my office, and it looks like you are right by kind the of s- store stair storage. Yeah. The stair storage. Yeah, I'm so, I'm on the, the furthest third of the house. Right. So where your filing cabinet is is probably right around where my closet of my office is. So we are about 20 feet away from each other right now. I can yeah, I can I reach out like can- my hand and I can feel the energy from your gypsum
0: rock, rock, selenite, selenite. Selenite, Sorry. You know, um, it was given to me as a gift Talk about female energy. You're full of shit. You've done your nails again.
1: No, 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 no. In fact, I was just, they're just chipping away, chipping away. I need a manicure. I definitely need a manicure and pedicure.
0: Yeah, well, there's I'm trying there's to convince one thing. Natalie
1: to give me one, but that's not working. Well, that's
0: the thing, right? There's the, there's one thing. Today's topic is about um, money saving, and one of the biggest things I think that have been really interesting lately for me, anyways, and I think for you too, uh, from what I gathered, was realizing how many things we're spending money on that now that we can't uh, or don't want to. It, you know, we're, we're not noticing it as much, like as much as I would love to get a pizza, it doesn't really bother me that I haven't ordered pizza once a week, which has saved me now. It's you not know, bothering over your 100. belly either. No, exactly. It's not, you know, so it saved me over a hundred bucks in the last four weeks.
1: You um, spend 25 so bucks a week
0: on pizza. Well, I'm just saying if you order pizza once a week, order out once a week, you're spending 20 to 50 bucks each time depending well, family on how many people you're at least eating. Yeah. yeah um so I, among many other things so like you were just saying about manicures so you're obviously not going to the local uh spa to get a pedicure
1: manicure and you know i'm trimming my own beard and shaving my i can beard. tell I you shave my head i can tell you my barber is going to be broke because he's going to miss my 18 bucks a month
0: yeah
1: yeah I'm, <laughs> i i i will not be going back to uh not that i needed much of a. A barber, but... Um, well, let's
0: just say, I, I mean, there's part of, part of that experience is, you know, I I mean, for me, I could do it, I do it myself, but there is something to be said about the experience of going to, you know, not first choice haircutters, cutters, but I mean, like a legit barber and getting things right. done properly. Like there's a bit of pampering involved in it and a bit of stress relief and it's the experience, but uh, nevertheless, uh, you've saved yourself. 18 bucks this month
1: well and you know things like coffees i mean i i was never one to really go out and go to tim hortons or starbucks i mean on occasion um but you know we have people on our team as an example that at least three four five times a week they're at starbucks right they're spending that four or five uh, dollars on a coffee. Um yeah. over the year that adds up. So so my point before we we started rolling with this podcast uh to you earlier today was this is a time really that people now can look back over the last 30, 60, 90 days and see where they were spending money and where they're not now because you're confined to your home. So you're not in the car, you're not driving around, you're not going to the malls, you're not going shopping. You know, you're not at work and you didn't bring uh lunch, so you're not going out for, for lunch and this and that. So have a look at your statements, go on to your online banking and just look at where all of your credits and debits were over that period of time and um, ask yourself, is it really necessary? So when all of this is all, all done and we get back to normal, um, you know, do you want to go back to spending that twenty-five bucks a week on pizza, or a hundred bucks a month on takeout, or a hundred dollars a month on Starbucks, whatever it is? Um, you know, uh, we were chatting the other day about mortgages, and uh, uh, with the rates being extremely, extremely low right now, um, every hundred thousand dollars on your mortgage is only about four hundred bucks a month, and for the Average person to be able to save six hundred dollars a month is not easy, but it's much easier if you're cutting out things like a hundred bucks a month on pizza, um, and and just do that math. Hundred dollars a month on pizza is twenty five thousand bucks on your mortgage. Right. So, so if you're thinking of upgrading your home, um, and and maybe we should talk about that because I think it's going to be an amazing opportunity for people to upgrade, uh, later this year. Um, and as soon as this is basically all over, um, I think it's going to be an amazing opportunity to upgrade. Um, so if you're kind of planning for that now and seeing, okay, where are the holes? in my expenses where are the holes in my day-to-day spending and and my monthly spending um, and my spouse's spending right like there's oftentimes two people doing their own thing during the day uh, whether you're off at work or ones at home with a child or children um, whatever Um, you got two people spending on different things so at the end of the month you got to look at it and say well you know, did did you really need that hamburger at lunch on Thursday, or did we really need to order Thai food on Saturday night? And and, yeah. and break that down, narrow it down.
0: There's a, there is a fine line with that, as I've experienced, and I've learned to. I mean, I, I'm fairly frugal and cautious with spending money, um, to a fault. In some cases, where Alicia and I will be going through a drive-through, and You know, my intention is let's let's go through and order a coffee, and uh, she'll she'll then order a smoothie or something because she likes uh, all those fruity smoothies. And I'll be like, no, that's too expensive. You know, three bucks versus a dollar twenty-five. So there is a fine line where you know, just let it go or you enjoy something, treat yourself occasionally, and 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 for my like, I'm guilty of you know, I just ordered two cases of wine, so you know i'm bad at that yes well so
1: so you've gone through your first case and now you've got another two coming
0: i have four bottles left and uh, i've cut back i was having a bottle a day and alicia said oh that's a lot of wine you should stop drinking i'm concerned about you you know being half serious because i'm obviously not an alcoholic but uh, you know, it was a lot to be consuming, I think. But then, then I started calling people and they're like, oh, that's nothing. I'm having two a day or a bottle plus, you know, a few drinks, whatever. But is she, nevertheless, is she,
1: is she drinking anything right now?
0: No, because she's been not very well, although today her fever is almost gone. So we're hoping
1: that uh, it clears up. So here's completely. a question for you. We'll get we'll get a little bit more intimate here with our viewers and our listeners because that's one area that I've realized I can cut back is my spending on alcohol. Um, And this is probably the worst time to to recognize that because it's when I need it the most, Uh, you know, being at home, quite frankly, and and now having the luxury of not having to leave the house for appointments and (laughs) things like that. I find myself cooking dinner a little bit earlier, which means, and, and, for as long as I can remember, probably since I've been living on my own um, or moved into my own home, which was when I was 24, that was when I purchased my first home. Anytime I start cooking dinner, I have a beverage. So whether it's a, a beer or most of the time, it'll be a glass of wine or whatever. Yeah, they I, go hand in hand. I'm the same well, it does, Like that's When I worked in the restaurants, it was... <laughs> Now, if you work in franchise restaurants, it's a little bit different. But if you work in like a sole proprietor style restaurant, um, where maybe you're working side by side with the owner or whatever, I can guarantee you most chefs have a glass of wine just hanging out. And actually, a lot of chefs have alcohol problems because it's it's a thing. Um, yeah. So as long as I can remember, cooking dinner involved having a beverage. It's um, funny because I can I can go all I can go all day,
0: with not the slightest temptation. But then, as soon as I decide, you know, I am going to cook an, a dinner tonight. As soon as I, as soon as that's in my head, the thought of having a glass of wine.
1: Right. Is, so it's not just it's, me.
0: No, <laughs> not at all.
1: Well, so. you know uh, what's funny about that is actually I very, very, very seldom will, will day drink. Like, so if I go for a lunch and a client meeting and my client will order a beer or glass of wine or whatever, I usually don't. The occasional time I'll have a Caesar, uh, because I like those, um, like at a lunch or a brunch or something or a mimosa. I quite enjoyed mimosas with, um, with breakfast, but unless I'm on like an all-inclusive vacation Dinner is kind of my 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 timeline for for having my first beverage of the day, if you will, but my point is I don't know how much you're spending per month before um and it's harder to gauge now if you're ordering cases of wine or whatever, but I was spending on average two fifty to three hundred dollars a month on alcohol, so uh wine beer spirits um Sorry, I had a call coming in. I don't know if you could have heard that, but um, so totally. wine, beer, spirits, two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars a month. That's on average. Um, so that would, for me, that also includes uh, the cottage and the cottage. I mean the the budget there for um,
0: alcohol. I bet you
1: do. You day drink at the cottage. Seldomly. Really. Caesars, the same thing. Caesars and mimosas. If I want to have a drink, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if right. it's if it's really hot out, like so, mid July to mid August, end of August, maybe. Uh, so for that six week, maybe seven week period, call it two months, July and August. Um, if it's hot out and I've been. You know, I'm an early riser, especially at the cottage. As soon as the birds start chirping, I'm usually up. So that's kind of around 6, thirty, six. So by the time 1 o'clock in the afternoon rolls around, you know, you've been up for 7 or 8 hours, you've had a couple of meals. If it's really hot out and we're going for a swim and hanging out in the water, yeah, I'll have a cold beer. But I'll have one. I won't have multiples. Um, if it's a boys' weekend... It's almost impossible not to because everybody's cracking the beers or the whatever uh, choice of beverage. Yeah. But So my point is I was spending $250 to $300 a month, about three grand a year on average on alcohol. It's a lot of money, man, right? Like if you think about it over a five-year period, you're spending $15,000 and five years goes like that. And if that's invested properly, that $15,000 is easily eighteen. dollars right? With, with minimal interest. Um, some of my investments would have turned that around even greater. Some real estate investments would have made that into probably double the amount of money. Uh, so that's a lot of money. So what I'm recognizing now, because I haven't been drinking much, I I demolished a bottle of uh, white wine yesterday, which was uh, uh, a bottle of homemade wine that my mother-in-law made. Uh, I'm surprised I don't have a hangover today from it, but um, it was kind of not. It wasn't bad, um, but I drank it over a seven-hour period, right? So I don't know. uh, I haven't been drinking any spirits like any liquors or whiskeys or anything like that, which I often would uh, because I don't have them at home and I'm not seeking them. I'm drinking more beer because uh, Orange Snail Breweries here in town are delivering with uh, touch-free delivery to the doorstep. Uh, they have great beer. So I've been having, uh, I want to say probably maybe 10 a week ish. Um, so that's 30 bucks a week, right? $3 a can. So you got to watch it. You gotta, you gotta understand where your, your money's going and ask, you know, is it necessary? What kind of wine did you order? Two cases, man. That's that's so that's a lot of money. What did you order? Yeah. Uh, one, I
0: ordered the uh, same Rioja that I had. I, I was enjoying it. I couldn't tell you what it is off the top of my head. And another case of um, uh, Barolo. Mm. <laughs> so I'll Barolo. just keep those on hand. But I am trying to control my intake a little bit. But I think that's, um, I can't remember the stats, but I, I did hear the LCPO is doing quite well right now. There's obviously some uh, companies that are benefiting from the current uh, economic crisis. Yeah, uh, world events and whatnot. Um, but you know, on the topic of money saving, so we're working right now on preparing a list of money saving tips. It's uh, I don't know how many pages it'll end up being, but so far, by far, food and alcohol is the number one culprit to unnecessary expenses. And I mean, alcohol in itself is well, something that. Uh, what's that? Go ahead, sure. Well, I was going to say alcohol in itself is very expensive, but where it becomes even more expensive and sometimes ludicrous, like very expensive, you know, three, four, five times unnecessarily spending money is eating out. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can still hear me, but I, my phone's ringing. I'm going to turn my cellular off. Um, one thing I've been trying to do is when I go out to eat, I avoid ordering alcohol uh, because it's just—it's so expensive. Um, you know, sometimes a glass of wine will almost I cost mean, sometimes the same you amount gotta treat as a bottle.
1: Yeah,
0: and you gotta you. treat
1: yourself sometimes, but mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, if yeah,
0: hello. Yes. Hang on. Give me a second. Live podcast, people. Live Um, podcast. I've lost my audio.
1: While While we're waiting for Adrian here, this is episode 74 of KT Confidential, our real estate podcast. We talk about real estate. We talk about things that are happening in our lives, our team, the real estate world itself. Today, we're talking a little bit about money-saving tips. So while we're waiting for Adrian's um, audio to get back in check here, make sure that you are liking and subscribing. You can listen to this podcast anywhere that you might listen to your podcasts. And of course, you can watch the video on YouTube. And if you go to ktconfidential.ca, it'll take you right to those playlists welcome back i'm back
0: i'm back i don't know why it does that
1: your Probably phone didn't to interrupt you well, well your phone is also six-year-old technology so that's what you get for being a cheap bastard um so, so, just going so back you, to my, you, what i was saying yeah. is
0: you know i remember the last time alicia <clears throat> excuse me alicia and i went out for dinner which doesn't happen often when you've got kids but uh, for us anyways but we went out and i was like, i'm not drinking tonight because it's just it's very expensive and then uh I mean, coincidentally, this restaurant had half price bottles of wine. So it, it it made it almost the same price as going to the LCBO. So I did have a bottle of wine, maybe. Um, but I was looking at the menu, and for a glass of wine that I knew how much it would sell for at the LCBO, because it was one that I would occasionally buy, the glass was three-quarters of the price of the bottle.
1: Yeah. So well, A glass of wine, on average, <clears throat> you're talking you know, anywhere from nine to 20 bucks a glass. Right. So, and that's not even great wine. Um, well, you know, one of our go-tos, um, with the kids because we don't get out, we've been out in the last three years, we've been out for dinner, the two of us twice. Um, so most of the time, if we do go out, it's with the kids and it's a treat because, We don't want to spend the money. Um, And right now, I mean, they're three years old, so it's, it's hectic. So we don't get a real pleasurable experience anyways. But um, so one of our go-tos is the keg because the kids seem to like it. They treat kids uh, real well. Um, And we always find something that we like to eat there the kids aren't too expensive. Like the kids meals, um, we usually get the, um, uh, the steak for them and they, they share it and that's enough. So I think maybe it's, you know, each kid will end up costing 10 or 12 bucks, something like that. I usually get like a bacon wrapped filet and Natalie gets like a baseball steak or something like that. We often don't, we often don't get an appetizer because we, have the time to, quite frankly. Um, Natalie usually likes to get a dessert, but often we don't have the time. So you're just talking now for entrees, two main entrees and two kids' meals. Um, I always have a glass of red wine with steak. Um, and Natalie usually orders a cocktail. It's with tax and tip, you're still talking 130, 140 bucks. It's a lot of money do it once a month, is. you know, that's a couple of grand a year, right? So, yeah. So here's another thing that I think people can concentrate on is subscriptions. So I know right now, like Netflix and Disney plus for us is a must have. Um, but I started looking through other subscriptions. So as an example, uh, I subscribe to the Adobe um, as I'm sure you do. Well, I know you do, Um, but specifically the Adobe uh, Acrobat Pro. We use that for a lot of things, but most of the time it's most necessary is in negotiations uh, with contracts, sending contracts around, things like that. We're not doing a whole lot of that. Um, And when I started thinking about when do I really use it, at this very moment, because we're not trading as much as we were, I don't really need it. So I canceled my subscription for, for this month. Um, and that's going to save me about 33 bucks. Um, you know, I went into uh, other, um, other suppliers and other subscriptions that I ha- had for things. And a lot of them, if you cancel them, they give you an option to renew at a reduced rate. Um, so I was able to do that with a few things. So so you really got to look at where your money's going, where it has been going, where it's going right now. Is there anything that you yeah. can cut back? This is the best one, time to do it. And you've got, the time, you've got the time to sit down for a couple of hours in a day and, and have a look yeah. at that. I think one really good resource that probably not enough people
0: take advantage of is libraries. I don't know how... Um, I don't know to what extent and what services uh, our local ones provide, but um, a good friend of mine, he uses his local library for virtually everything. I mean, I'm from, you know, he reads a lot. So, obviously, books, if it's a book he doesn't want to buy and he just wants to sign it out, he'll do that. But uh, subscriptions to newspapers, he'll log on to his um, library account. They have like an online um, setup and he can access multiple uh, worldly newspapers that people are paying subscriptions for. Yeah, uh, And you can do that on his tablet. He sits down every morning, signs onto the library, opens up the Globe and Mail, and reads it there on his thing without paying for a subscription. Right. Um, Obviously, he doesn't renting. have children. No, he does not. Um, renting movies. You can, you can go into the library, sign out movies. Um, You know, among other things. So, I think the local libraries are a really great resource, even just for entertaining kids. You know, obviously, with all that's going on right now, it's not some you're not going to the library, but perhaps um, listeners, maybe their local libraries have um, online services that could they could benefit from also.
1: Yeah. So the point here is, uh, I want to get just quickly chatting. So we're talking money saving tips, um, and we're not really diving into it too deeply today. Uh, It's more of a general conversation about, um, you know, having that heart to heart with yourself right now and taking a couple of hours out of your day uh, because you can right now to, to work on budgets, work on what you can afford, what you should be affording, what you should be budgeting for and, and what you should be spending money on. But the point here is going back to real estate is I think in Eight, the next 8 to 10 weeks, so kind of June, July, when things probably are going to start going back to normal, I think there are going to be some great opportunities for people with entry-level homes and condos to sell them and upgrade for less, and upgrade for less than they would have over the last probably a couple of years, three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think there's going to be a huge, huge demand for homes in our market that are under eight hundred thousand dollars so townhomes condos semi-detached homes small detached homes um and a lot of those people you know clients of mine and people that we talk to clients of the teams um those are the people that are hoping to upgrade in the future right hoping to get the double car garage or the four bedroom home because they have two kids or whatever, a bigger backyard, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, bigger kitchen, open concept, yada, yada. Um, Start now, start saving for it now, right? Like even if you're on, you know, employment insurance right now, you've been laid off, whatever, just understand that when things do go, go back to normal and you're at your normal income, or even now, if you've got an extra 10, 20, 50 bucks that you can put aside, Start saving now because that extra $400 to $600 a month might be able to upgrade that home uh, for you. You might be able to get that upgrade for a very affordable cost in the not-too-distant future. I think the homes priced between $800,000 and $1 million are going to move a little bit slower. Uh, The gap between townhomes, single-car garage, detached homes, and the larger double car garage homes are going to be in a narrower gap than we've ever seen them. So if you can manage your budget accordingly with the low mortgage rates, you're going to be able to upgrade for less. Yeah, and that's I the think point.
0: Uh, I agree. I think what, first of all, um, I think it's very important to have a house uh, to come home to that you enjoy for uh, being able to come home to a house where you can sit down and relax and enjoy the space and you feel good at the end of a long day is really important. Mentally, um to be able to unwind that way like coming home to a messy house that you hate or whatever it's not a very healthy thing if you can avoid it within reason but i'm also a really big advocate of i think people spend way too much fucking money and i think people are trying to keep up with the joneses and people are over leveraged and i think that this uh current situation is going to um expose those people. Um, and make them realize that what they have is is more than they can handle. And I think because of that, we're going to see a lot of larger homes go to market. Um, and people are going to downsize because this is, okay. this is exactly and this is the first time. Uh, did your AirPods die? Yeah, they did. I switched to my yeah. Uh... Uh. Maybe you wow. should upgrade your technology to the pros. You're so behind. <laughs> um, this is a this is the first time we've ever experienced something like this, but it's not the last. And I think this could, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point this almost became um, an annual thing. Like, you know, um, the governments are gonna become, they're gonna be quicker to act on situations like this. Um, they're gonna shut stuff down and it's gonna happen on a more frequent basis but for shorter periods of time but they're going to do it on you know they're going to really tighten it up and they're going to have very strict measures in place to be able to control things quickly um so people i think are gonna uh who who might be over leveraged right now or are stretching uh, and they're going to have hard financial uh, hard hardships right now i think they sh- they will we're going to see a lot of those people downsize
1: listen at the end of the day if you can afford that beautiful luxury home or the luxury car or the Gucci shoes or the whatever, whatever, whatever. If you can afford it and you're happy doing what you're doing and you're happy with your financial situation, then by all fucking means, go and buy that if that's what makes you happy. Um, You know, we both now drive luxury cars. Why? Well, we love cars. We can afford it. It's, it's, It's part of what we Wanted to spend our money on, but we also have a thriving business um, that is going to earn a hundred million dollars in in sales if everything is is going well this year. We've got rental properties, we've got things that are are keeping us going, and 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 we're happy. We can afford it, so we did it. It also came after both of us were driving the same car for. How many years eight years long time seven eight years they were paid off and 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 they just needed to be changed so you know we it's not like we've been driving brand new luxury cars every year for the last number of years no you you you, you take a little bit of a hit and you take a bite uh, take it in the ass a little bit uh, so to speak to to do that but if you can't afford it because there are a ton of people right now that are over leveraged, right? They're, they're, they've got debt, they've got credit card debt, they've got line of credit debt, they're overextended. They're putting five, 10, 15% down on their homes and they've got a nice home, but they've also got a six to, to $800,000 mortgage with 4000 $5,000 a month payments. I don't know, times like this, you get laid off, you're going to feel the hurt. You're going to feel the pain. Yeah. So.
0: Well, and that's, that's why I, I, when I get clients who are first-time home buyers, I've, I always really try to stress to them the importance of, you know, you need to make sacrifices. Don't get exactly what you want now. Just buy something. You'll probably be there for three to five years, and then you can leverage some of that equity uh, and hustle uh, during that time to make some money uh to get something that you actually enjoy but you you know especially for some home buyers who don't know the true cost of home ownership and it's hard to convey it until you actually live it um you know they 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 should be very cautious in what type of home they buy at first i know they want to get that nice two-story town of the big backyard for their little dog but maybe getting a two-bedroom condo would be a smart choice and then in two to three years you can maybe pull some equity out of that house that condo rent it now have it as an investment and buy a house that you'd actually like to have
1: well the key there is i don't even think it's the home cost or the um the mortgage cost or overextending on a home it's overextending on everything else when you're overextending on the home right so right if if you are a first time home buyer and your budget was let's say $600,000 which is which is kind of low right now for a first time home buyer in Halton region let's say you go up to the $700,000 mark and and you're going to now pay $400 more a month to extend that into that $700,000 range what are the other finances like in your portfolio. So if you have a $700 a month card payment versus a $400 a month card payment, you know, that could be a problem. If you have a revolving balance on your credit card that you're not paying off every month, that could be a problem. If you're carrying on top of your mortgage a line of credit because you were foolish with your credit cards as a Uh, a 20-something or a 30-something-year-old and you paid it off by a line of credit because the interest rate was less and all you're doing is paying your interest payments every month, that could be a problem. So you got to look at the big picture,
0: right? Yeah. Well, I remember um, not too long ago, I was working with a client who's a first-time home buyer and this person uh, was approved up to about $400,000. They were looking for a small condo uh, and we were having trouble finding anything uh, i mean just nothing is, you can't get anything for 400 it's very rare and when they come up it's very competitive but with this person they had a twenty thousand dollar car loan uh that if they and they were paying like 400 bucks a month on that loan if they didn't have that it would have increased their buying power on the mortgage by about a hundred thousand dollars um and i spoke with the mortgage broker about this but uh, unfortunately there was really no way around paying it off. Um, you know, but why, why do they need to buy a $20,000 car? If you know, figure out your priorities, go buy a used $5,000 Toyota Corolla and get the house, whatever. Right. Um, anyways, I think it's, I think the whole premise of this is to really sit down, especially now that people have the time and analyze your finances, figure out where you're at, where you want to go, and how you can get there, and what sacrifices you need to make to do that, because that's what it boils down to is you have to make sacrifices, so you have to figure out what it is you want to and where are willing to sacrifice to achieve your goal
1: well I mean I look at both your story and my story of leaving high paying um, senior management roles in our organization and um Both, I think, your family and my family thought we were crazy uh, to go from what we were doing and and how much we were making and all that to starting from scratch. And we both made sacrifices. I mean, I don't think you and I went clothes shopping for years, right? Um, I don't think we went on many vacations. I know we didn't. It's been Uh, seven years for me, even still. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well that's that's a different story because now you can afford it, but now uh, we can't go. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of which, I got my passport in the mail the other day. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. Did you sanitize it? Yeah. Um but sacrifices, you know, not not spending on the lavish things and, and and just knowing where the money is going what's most important. And to us, it was building our business. Uh, most of our um, extra, call it extra money, went back into the business. It still does um, as much as we can to to build a growing team. So, you know, if your goal is to have a side hustle, as an example, um, you know, maybe it's baking cupcakes or um, I don't know, you know, like Natalie's um, selling a few things uh now uh as well, well and even you enjoy doing that I mean, you collect
0: sports yeah. cards, baseball cards, hockey cards, whatever basketball cards you've been buying I,
1: um i've been i've been since probably the age of eight, I've had a side hustle of yeah. some kind at the age of eight, I was buying, selling and trading sports cards and on average, at that time, I was probably, ma- at the age of eight, I was making $50 roughly a week, uh, just buying and selling with my friends at school, uh, yeah. people on the street. Um, we used to have a garage sale, um, sometimes multiple times in the summer, but every summer, uh, we would have a garage sale and I'd have my my table set up to, to sell my own stuff and my own card collection and things like that that was money I earned by like mowing lawns so I would go and mow a lawn for 5 bucks take that 5 bucks go and buy some sports cards and then find the good sports cards and sell them for profit and it, it, so since that age I've been doing those kind of things and now I go to things like auctions or I buy uh, most of the time it's auctions or garage sale uh yeah. I've, very, very well from, and this is before we even became fans of Gary Vee. I'm talking years and years and years ago um, that I've been doing this. And I'll never forget, uh, I went to one auction. Uh, this was probably now five or six years ago. No, maybe more than that, when we almost 10 years ago, because it's kind of when we started our business. And I yeah. remember the first year that we got into real estate. I didn't really have any savings. I had my condo in Florida at that time, and I spent a ton of time in Florida and without any income. So I was burning through my savings. So by the time you joined full time, uh, which was about a year later, um, I had gone through all of my savings and I was in debt, probably thirty to $40,000 on my line of credit and no income coming in. So I was going to auctions um, and still had the same house, right? 2,600 square foot home. So there were bills to pay. So i was going to auctions and flipping things on eBay. Um, and I'll never forget mm. what triggered it to me to be doing this was I went to an auction and mm-hmm. I bought a vintage. Um, I don't know what kind of boat. It was probably... Oh, I remember this. Yeah, uh, it was a cluster of uh, gauges. So basically the gauge cluster that you would find in probably a 35 to 40 foot Chris craft boat and me being a boat fanatic, uh, I knew that vintage Chris craft parts, replacement parts are collectible and hard to find. And there's a lot of collectors of those boats That restore them. So I ended up winning this cluster um, for I think it was 50 or 60 bucks. I came home. I just cleaned it up. I put it on a nice background, took some nice clean photos of it, lots of photos, posted it on eBay and sold it within 24 hours for 425 US, I believe it was. Wow. So I made five hundred dollars on it, roughly after shipping costs, uh, Canadian, in a day. In, in a day. Um, so, needless to say, then I took that profit. The next good auction I found, I bought up a, a few more things, made profit on that, and that money grew and grew and grew and grew. And in that particular year, I was probably making on average about a thousand bucks U.S in just flipping stuff like that. Um, and that helped me get through the tough times. That helped me pay my mortgage and helped me get through um, where I thought might be a difficult time. And that's what pushed me to make more money in our, in our business was because I really didn't want to be doing that as a side hustle as often as I was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because it was more of a passion thing and you know, a few extra side bucks. Uh, That's actually what I use to... um, We have what we call our money jars. Um, And some of it is actual cash, some of it goes into accounts. Um, But anytime we sell something, we put that money aside. So when we have a bigger purchase, um, we use that money so it doesn't affect our accounts. Um, So vacations, and stuff we need for the cottage those are the two and and the boys have their own as well so anytime we sell something like a toy that the kids don't use anymore that goes into their jar so when we need to get them something bigger uh we go into that jar um vacation we have one for vacation so if we're going to take a vacation We're not using any of our money. We've got that money aside. Um, If we, like right now, we need to buy a sofa for the cottage because we don't have one. Um, We're going to use that money, you know, so it's not dipping into your normal spend. So tons of stuff that you can do not only to save money, but to stop spending your earnings, basically. Yeah, well, and uh, ways to
0: earn additional income too
1: yeah well i was saying earlier if you've got some kind of a talent and some kind of a is that
0: bang is that somebody running around upstairs that? yeah yeah that's one of the kids yeah
1: luxuries of working from home right or the yeah. calls i guess um if you've got some kind of a talent you know how to design something you know how to sing you know how to draw you you're an artist. You're a, um you're a consultant you're damn good at sales you're i don't know you're a makeup artist there's so many ways to make some money online right now and i hope people are recognizing this by the fact that we're confined to our uh to our homes and online more often than we ever would be um side hustles on fiverr and things like that or even on youtube right now starting your own podcast uh starting a how-to series it's not that hard right so
0: yeah tons of ways that you can make some get
1: uh get tiktok
0: famous that's the new thing actually on my famous. List to do it's on my list
1: to do this month
0: i can't wait to see your videos
1: yeah it's kind of complicated uh to to really figure out how to master it but um um we'll get there I think the whole team needs to get there. So it takes somebody to start mastering it and then teach everybody else. So I figured, what the hell? All right. I'll be looking out for you. Well, you know, maybe uh, after a bottle of wine, uh, it becomes a little bit easier. I'm getting my wine delivery tomorrow. Is yours coming tomorrow?
0: I don't know. I would think so. If they figure out that we live next door to each other, it would be an efficient way to do the delivery.
1: Maybe we'll do a... uh, a uh, podcast, uh, a wine podcast. I am down for that. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we could get some guests on. Yeah, you know, there's a whole lot of people that we know that are at home every night drinking a bottle or two. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs>
1: so they might they might, uh, might want to have a little uh, little chat online.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that's. Anyway, I we gotta go. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the chat. Thanks for tuning in to episode 74 of KT Confidential. Uh, take us seriously from this podcast. For those of you listening and watching, uh, save a bit of money. Coming out of this, it could happen again. You don't want to be in the same position of struggling or- And just, uh, it, it will happen again. I hope not, but- It will, 100%. Now here's a quick question for you. Do you think if we get back to normal, uh you know we're talking now june july roughly uh i don't know that's well
0: i think i think i think um i was watching a thing with bill gates yesterday and he was saying um a lot of you know places that were quick to act uh, and put um, new measures in place to uh, minimize their exposure uh, they should peak late april uh, and then it'll be about four weeks from that point for places from their where they're peaking about four weeks until they start to um, allow people to get back to "quote unquote" normal. But the question then is, um, who you know, will people want to still at that point? Will you want, no, like will you want to go to a restaurant and sit and be served among you know a few dozen other people? Well, here's the want. problem, and this
1: is what I'm. This is why I brought it up. As soon as People, uh, government authorities, health authorities, whoever you want to listen to, come out and say, "Okay, you're you're free to roam the streets now, and and everybody's back to normal." There are still going to be people that are infected with this with this virus out there. So yeah. does it have the opportunity to regurgitate and and happen again and and remultiply, if you will? I don't yeah. know. I'm going to be cautious. I, I'm going to. Caution the whole team to be cautious, but everybody's chomping at the bit to get back to it. Uh, make the most of your situation. Be happy. Uh, you know, educate yourself on things you wanted to learn. Learn a new, uh, uh, learn a new hobby. Learn something that maybe you can make more money as a side hustle. Um, you know, I've always wanted to learn the guitar. Uh, that's on my list of things to do. Uh, over the next uh, six to eight weeks. So, you know, um, take, take advantage of spending time with family, uh, talking to your friends and uh, Zoom meetings and, and just reconnecting with people. I think that's super, super important. Um, but, anyways, for this podcast, um, manage your budget, understand your budget. You'll come out of this a lot stronger. Thanks for it's listening. 74. See, you, Adrian. Bye-bye. Have a good day.
0: You too.